Well, um, you know, I'm, I've got a problem. I've got, I've definitely got a problem. I, Is it less than less than ten or more than ten? Oh, way more than ten. I've got, I've got three jet boats and holy cow, uh, pontoon boat, John boat. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I'm in the business, and uh, I don't, uh, I don't get too sentimentally attached to any of them. Um, you know, cause they're all for sale. So, you know, I guess probably right now I, I got a pretty nice boat barn. I probably got, uh, you know, 40 different boats. And that was Bobby Bauer talking about his passion for boats. We find out what you need to know about choosing an inflatable boat today on the wet fly swing fly fishing show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. Got a really great uh, resources page. If you want to head over to wetflyswing.com slash resources, check out all the recommended books from past guests we've had on this uh, this podcast. Bobby Bauer from Rocky Mountain Rafts is here to shed some light on choosing a raft for fishing. We find out which is the best floor to, uh, to get for your fishing boat, why he loves the 10 and a half foot raft, and what he recommends uh, for main features when choosing a boat. Before we get started, let's hear from our sponsors. Sawyer offers a full line of modern and traditional products for oarsmen, canoeists, kayakers, and paddlers from all genres, providing unsurpassed function, performance, and beauty. The Sawyer Artisan Oar is their very popular square top oar with carbon fiber X-weave fiberglass shaft reinforcement, featuring prints of fish species from artists around the country, passionate about fisheries and fishing art. These oars showcase Sawyer's and the artist's ability to create rugged yet highly functional art. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash Sawyer to grab your set today. That's Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R, to get started right now. OPST's rods represent decades of dedication to sustained anchor two-handed casting. A rod reflects its designer, and these rods are a true illustration of Skagit Master Edward's vision. The Micro Series uh, from 3 to 5 weight comes exceptionally close to single-handed specs and is proving to be a unique tool for trout and smallmouth anglers. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash OPST to check out the lineup right now. That's wetflyswing.com slash O-P-S-T. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, without further ado, here is Bobby Bauer from RockyMountainRafts.com. How's it going, Bobby? Hey, beautiful day here. It's a little chilly. Um, don't think we're going to be out fishing today, but um, I have high hopes for the future. Nice, nice. Yeah, I heard. Are you now? You're not. Are you in Colorado or where are you at? You know, the company started out in Colorado and Crested Butte, basically in a garage. Uh, grew out of the, that. Uh, facility really quick um we are in the new river gorge region of west virginia now um, a little town called fayetteville we moved the whole uh, shipping and logistics offices here to west virginia have a really long season and um it just made really good financial business sense gotcha gotcha cool well we're gonna dig into a lot of the background there on rocky mountain rafts and everything but um before we get there maybe just talk about how you first got into let's take it to uh, fly fishing maybe talk about how you got into that and then talk about how you got into the boat uh, the boat uh, building business or the boat business i guess yeah well you know it kind of started out at the same time um i started guiding rafts whitewater tours and on the new river in college back in I don't, have the, I don't want to date myself too much, but let's say the mid eighties. And, um, you know, I, the first season of guiding rafts, I, I grew up as a hardcore fisherman my, with my grandpa and my family. We were always outdoors. Um, you know, I started guiding a couple of float trips on the new river. We were in big old, uh, military surplus rafts with, uh, you know, two by 12 frames and, uh, 400 pound ash oars, you know, we, it, it was work back then, <laughs> but, uh, the smallmouth fishing on the new river is just incredible. So, you know, going from, uh, the whitewater guide and fishing guiding, um, you had to work for it back then. And, uh, you know, just, I, I kept at it. So I've been, you know, been doing a lot of, uh, commercial guiding for 
yeah, about 35 years, I guess. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, about, about 25, I guess we started really, uh, getting into fly fishing. It started to become popular and, you know, we were we were just a bunch of, bunch of hillbillies with, um, you know, cheap LL bean rods yep. or pro shop stuff. And, you know, I always said, it was like, man, I just, I'm a trout fisherman, but I just like doing it with a fly rod a lot better. So we um, watched a lot of videos on VHS and read books. Uh, nice. What was uh, old Dave from? Oh, Dave Whitlock. Dave Whitlock. Man, I, his book was probably uh, what really launched me into uh, getting the lingo down and learning a lot. I actually got to take him and his wife fishing on the New River one time. It was one of my oh, wow. probably you know, coolest days ever guiding and uh, really neat people. But anyway, you know, we're, uh, I, 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 uh, if I have a day off and I'm out fishing, um, I, I, I typically take a long rod. I, I really like the fly fishing thing. Um, not real, you know, don't really care what kind of rod I have. I, you know, I just want to do it. Um, uh, and, sure. um, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of instruction and stuff. And that's kind of where my, you know, my outfitter business is today. You know, I, I do a lot of, uh, instruction for families and stuff and getting them into the sport. It's a good place in West Virginia, you know, uh, to, to get people out and show them, show them some easy, some pretty mountain streams and do it really affordably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Dave Whitlock. I, he was a guest on this podcast a, a while back, and it was a great episode. He's obviously one of the biggest, you know, for biggest names in fly fishing for sure out there. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, when you had him on, do you remember anything specific you learned from Dave on that trip? You know, I was just in awe of watching, uh, yeah, watching him and um, his wife. They were just, uh, you know, just it was uh, it was beautiful. They were so fluid and it was just second nature to them. And, um, they're just good people, you know, just, um, salt of the earth and yep. you never know they're famous and you know, but, uh, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed taking them down the river and, uh, I got to, I learned a lot, but he got kind of got that, that book from the LL Bean book he wrote launched, yeah. uh, my fly fishing career, I guess you can call it. I worked at a resort and taught a lot of, a lot of three hour clinics on the, on the golf course. And, um, I'm a self-taught fly fishing hillbilly. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's perfect. Uh, well, I think, um, yeah, I'd love to, I want to dig into a little bit on, uh, choosing a boat eventually, you know, cause I know you guys have a bunch of different models and maybe with the focus on, on fishing, but, um, I want to hear more, a little more about the company. So Rocky Mountain Rafts, I mean, I've, I've seen that logo and, and the boats out there for quite a while. I'm not sure. Can you just take us through a little bit of the quick little brief history on how the company got started and all that? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's a pretty crazy uh, ten years that we've had. Um, Denny Hugo uh, was the the founder and uh, still really hands on with the company. He started um, looking to build boats in 2010. He'd actually went through a guide school in Colorado where he has a home um, just outside of Crest Butte, and um, you know he's. He started piddling around selling some boats out of his garage, and he was selling, you know, some of the entry level boats. And then, of course, he had uh, the other higher dollar, higher end brands. And he figured out there was really nothing in between. It was either you bought a, you know, a bargain basement boat, or you spent uh, half a year's income trying to get yourself into a rig. So, yep. um, pilot, he he traveled around the world and. He found a factory um, in Southeast Asia in China that um, is really, really good at what they do and kicked off what, what's become a, just a great relationship. We travel over a lot. They come hang out with us. We take them boating, and um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. And uh, before before coronavirus, that yep. is. Um, and, um, you know, they, they um, were able to, um, you know, use – a lot of the technology to cut the cost of the boats. Um, one, they make their, their material in house. So we didn't have to outsource that. No middleman, um, where quality control was at the utmost. 
They use, um, you know, computer CAD type cutting machines. Um, they all of the Rocky Mountain raft seams are triple welded, so instead of having to sit there with the glue and waiting it to, to, for it to cure, you know, um, we can build a boat that is a lot more bomber, and we make them mm. really fast, comparatively speaking. To compare, you know, comparing to a glue factory, and yeah. historically, PVC and glue hasn't really liked one another. So we, um, you know, we start. Started this in 2011. I came on, met Denny um, in 2012, and you know we uh, we really <laughs> is kind of crazy. We you know, started with just you know three models and two colors, and mm-hmm. today I we can barely count how many different models and colors and uh, designs that we have. But I'm really proud of the boats. They they still are definitely the best value boat. Um, on the market today they they run really good they hold up really well so we got an outfitter quality boat you know that a weekend warrior can afford so this has been like a 10-year deal um we've learned a lot and um you just continue to make the boats better uh like i told you earlier we moved all the house to west virginia and so it's rocky mountain rafts and in the wrong mountain chain but um Mm -hmm. we do pretty well here and um you know we can move the boats around the country and save a lot of money and keep the costs down for our for our customers gotcha yeah it's interesting because it's a you know i see the logo now and it seems like you guys have been out there forever i didn't realize it was kind of uh, you know 10 years because there's a you know it's a pretty uh, competitive it seems like a competitive space you got nrs you got air you got moravia i mean you got all these sotar i mean there's it seems like there's like like hundreds of boat companies there probably aren't but i mean how has it been with the, you know the competition do you guys just have your own niche and you're just kind of uh, or is it that low price point that's really the big factor yeah, I, I think it's the niche, you know. Um, you know, we have, have a boat, uh, like I just said, it's a, it's affordable. You know, we don't claim to be the best boat in the world, um, but we got the best boat for the money in the world, and that's hands down. And I can say that without without having any, uh, you know, I sell these things to my friends and family, and mm-hmm. I feel good about it. It, it is really, uh, really, they're great boats. We can get a lot more people out on the water and show them a good time. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. So you know, we there, most of those companies you mentioned have been in the the, the in the raft business for three decades. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they've been out there. They've been out there a long time, right? That's that's the thing. And are there any other new companies like you guys out there that are kind of the last 10, 15 years that are as big? I mean, as big as you guys seem to be. You know, I have really haven't seen anybody uh, blow up like Rocky Mountain Rafts. Um, and you know, I don't know if what we what we did right or how we, if we got lucky. Um, I always say it's been better lucky than good, but <laughs> we uh, we've really tried to take care of people and um, you know be honest and um, you know take care of folks. Good customer service, and we've always really every year the boats get better. You know we've never cut a corner to save a buck. We've always said, hey, let's let's do that. If it, if there's new material or a new process, we'll try it to make it better. And um, it's uh, you know. We're obviously in it to make a little bit of money. We try to run the company smart and, uh, you know, and, uh, that way we, we can keep the prices right and get a lot of boats, uh, out on the water. So, yeah, a lot of those brands have been up for 35 years. I remember going to the first, um, you know, national paddle sports shows and stuff. People would look at us like, uh, who are you guys, you know, and, uh, you know, you wouldn't even talk to three people in a weekend show. You know, now it's, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, I get, we're over the hump. We're, (laughs) we're a major player and probably, you know, one of the top five in the world when it comes down to building rafts. So it's been a crazy 10 years. It's been a lot of fun. That's, uh, you know, there's some growing things in there and, uh, we've learned a lot and that's amazing. um, Pretty cool stuff. That's, yeah, that's a ride. Well, I, I wanted to dig into a little bit on the boat, you know, choosing a boat. So uh, I know you know a little bit about fishing, and I'm not sure if there's a big difference between, you know, a whitewater boat and if, if, say, we had somebody out there that wanted to get a boat to go do some fly fishing out of. What what would you recommend? Where, where does somebody start if they're going to pick a boat? How do they know, you know, what are the features that they're looking for? Absolutely. That's a good question. Um, you know, we... I, I talk to people every day and, you know, the, the fishing market has become a really big part of our business. Um, you know, we're, uh, 
we're seeing a ton of the small outfitters, the the mom and pops um, type outfitters that may run a drift boat and need a a smaller boat for low water or to be able to augment when they uh, have a, a more affordable um, yep. rig to take, you know, when they have peak days and stuff, we're having, we have a lot of small outfitters, you know, coast to coast from really from Maine to Washington to South Georgia, to Arizona, we're all over the place. So the, the fishing boats are cool. And I, you know, I, I talked to these guys and I've, I've been blessed to travel all over the country and I fished a lot of these rivers. So I'm pretty familiar with them. Um, you know, you want to, you want to figure out, um, you know, if you're, if, if you're just a weekend guide, how many days you're going to be out on the water, how many people you want to take, how, how big the people are, you know, um, we have a little 10 and a half foot boat that has become crazy popular, um, for uh, people, uh, for hardcore anglers, second boat, we call it the storm. It's a 10 and a half foot boat. And, um, you know, it's a really cool piece for just two, two people, you know, your, your oarsman and uh, angler that can set up front. So um, neat little boat you take you into a lot of really skinny water and uh, it's real stable and the, the price is right, you know, depending on the frame, you know, the boat's well under $2,000 and depending on how, how much, you, what kind of frame you want. Um, so you, you can get a really neat little boat for, you know, below 3,500 bucks. And that's really appealing to a lot of people. You know, what if you wanted to get more of an all around boat where, you know, you could get a couple guys in there on a, like a, say a fly fishing trip they're doing, you know, maybe down a rugged section where, you know, a drift boat wouldn't work. Um, but they also wanted to occasionally maybe load up for a four day trip, um, maybe change the frame. What, what would be the boat for that? What would you recommend? You know, our 14 footer is the work workhorse of the Rocky Mountain line. And um, it's a, you know, it's got big 20 inch tubes. It's a wide boat. So it's incredibly stable and it floats really high. So, you know, you can run class four or five whitewater, whatever your skills will mm -hmm. allow and um, have tons of room for all the gear that we take out on a, on a fit fly fishing expedition. Um, so the 14 footer is the most popular boat. Um, we came up with um, a new design in 2014, which has become insanely popular with the, with our angler friends. It's uh, the, we introduced the drop stitch floor. So it's like a stand up paddle board. That's really heavy duty. It's an encapsulated drops, true drop stitch floor that's laced into the tubes of the boat. It gives it a really stable platform. Um, you're able to stand up and fish all, you know, so the drop stitch boats are, are what's kind of, you know, really put the icing on the cake for unity. I guess you'd say, yeah, we, we build the drop stitch floors in 12, 13 and 14 foot models and 16 foot, but they're more for, more for hauling gear than fishing. So yeah, on the, the drop stitch, that was a, a good, uh, thing I wanted to dig into just a little bit. So basically the idea being that it's stiff, so you, you don't need necessarily like a casting floor or a floor, right? You can just actually stand on that floor and cast out of it. Yeah, the the uh, drop stitch floors uh, and the RMRs are sweet. They're they're uh, you know they run well with you know seven pounds of air, even three and a half to seven pounds of air, and it's just a really stable platform. So it's nice and smooth. Um, the boats are uh, they they float a little higher with the drop stitch floor, so you can get into some shallow water if you're going over sandbars or you know really you know lots of cobble and stuff like that they they definitely yeah. can uh, get out there in skinnier water that's right that's right cool and so basically you mentioned the the 14 footer is a good one because you can get a bunch of gear it's stable uh, i guess if you're doing more just the day trips with a couple of guys maybe the 12 footer would that be the better but a little smaller but still similar to the 14 yeah um you know i I probably sell more of the 13 foot drop stitch boats for our recreational fishermen for the sole reason that, you know, you can, you can throw the 13 footer with a light frame up on top of a Subaru or a minivan oh, wow. and um, not have to worry about pulling a trailer. So that's, you know, that's always um, something that I ask people what their plans are as far as um, transporting the boat. You know, you don't want to take a, a frame and boat apart and roll it up and put it in the back of a, uh, you know, 
a, a Yugo every time you go yeah. out there and fish, you know? So, so if you don't have a truck and trailer, you know, you can adjust your boat to fit your lifestyle a little bit more. Um, so a lot of the recreational recreational users will go with a lighter frame and um you know that 13 foot boat once you jump up to the 14 foot boat you know it's kind of okay it's time yeah. to buy a trailer it's big and, uh, but that's you know for our especially for the commercial fishermen and people that want to do extended multi-day trips um you know use it for their fishing with their buddies or taking their family on a on a, you know, a four day adventure. That's, yep. that's, uh, that's the workhorse. That's the most popular boat okay. we got. So we have it in sense. the beam floor and the drop stitch floor. Both are self bailing. And, and even, you know, the I-beam fl- floors are really sweet for fishing, but you know, we, the, the I-beam floors can save you some money and they work very well as well too. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So basically that's the raft so we can figure out a raft. And then, and then on the frame, you guys also have a frame, right? That's set up. That's kind of, uh, that fits, uh, that's adjustable. Uh, do you have something that it would be more specific for fishing? Yeah. You know, um, it's really exciting. We're, we're in the process of setting up a frame shop, um, in the new RMR world headquarters here in Fayette County, West Virginia. So, um, we purchased uh, Colorado frame supply that was, um, out in Salada, Colorado and David Carter, a guru of all things, aluminum has relocated his business to West Virginia. Now he's building uh, Rocky mountain raft specific frames. So it's, uh, it's really, oh, wow. it's really exciting. We have we have over a dozen frame designs. Um, we have a welding shop, all the bending tools. Uh, we got a, we got a real deal frame manufacturing shop going in here. And, um, you know, we're just kind of waiting on, uh, a whole lot of aluminum. Uh, 2021 has proven to be a little oh. difficult to get, uh, raw materials. Um, <laughs> and anything fun from a bicycle to a, to a raft it's um you know with the outdoor the outdoor industry blow yeah. up of uh 2020 who knows uh you know we're uh hmm. we're definitely getting after it. we're gonna have some really cool frames we're, we'll come up with some fishing specific frames here in the in the near future too that are, are custom built to fit the rmr boats of course they'll fit a little bit of anything but um yeah gotcha. really excited gotcha. about that that's our new that's kind of our new thing Okay. And are these frames, will these be like more, uh, set for a raft or, or will these be adjustable type frames? Cause I think I've seen both out there. Yeah. The, you know, our boats are ultimately designed for the Rocky mountain sizes. Um, but if you had an old Avon or another brand and we're just looking for a frame, you can go to Rocky mountain and find a boat that'll fit your specific raft and your needs. Um, but yeah, the, the fishing frames are coming, um, and we'll have multi-day frames and day frames. We'll have small frames for our play boats that are really popular nationwide, um, you know, like our 10-and-a-half-foot storm. It's uh, probably the most popular boat on the market today, and um, lots of people are getting into, uh, you know, putting frames on them and, and rowing, too. So it's cool. It's cool to see. It's a it's really exciting time. That's cool. Yeah, I remember I, we did this remote trip up to uh, the the Skeena Basin, and like, well, I, well, this would have been right around the time when you you guys were founding the company, but in 2011, I think 2010, I think we had an error. It was like the ten and a half foot. I don't even think they make it anymore, but it was an error, and it was a tiny. I'm sure it's probably similar size to this storm. We had a little raft. We had this little frame on it, and we were going into the like the Babine down in a deep canyon, and it was like kind of remote craziness but that boat was sweet because it was so small and maneuverable and you know what i mean like and we we had a little bit of gear in it but you know you can only get like one little cooler and and a bag so that's kind of the thing with this thing it's real maneuverable and you get a couple of guys in it yeah absolutely you know it's used it's packability and uh yeah you can take them dang near anywhere which is which is pretty awesome you know you can you can get yourself out into water that few have fished before Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. OPST's rods represent decades of dedication to sustained anchor two-handed casting. A rod reflects its designer, and these rods are a true illustration of Skagit Master Edward's vision. 
The Pure Skagit series falls right in line with OPST's principles, a short, medium, fast-action rod that sports an extra-sensitive tip, all while maintaining a powerful lower section that's true and sure to leave you impressed by its feather-launching potential. And I've been using this rod for steelhead uh, lately and been blown away by its lightweight and, and the power it packs. You almost don't realize it's in your hand. It's Seriously, it's like... Um, it's ultralight. So that was, you know, thinking about how to describe this thing. I think that's the word that comes back to me. Uh, I was casting some big flies for steelhead with a sink tip and a bunch of wind. And I didn't have a problem at all, even with my less than perfect uh, casting technique. So I've been impressed with the 11 foot seven weight, but there is a huge uh, line. They have uh, three different rods in the lineup uh, from six to uh, nine weights and from 10 foot eight inch all the way up to 12 foot three inch, which pretty much for me covers covers it all. So um, I'm excited, excited to dig into more of this. Uh, these rods actually diverge from the micro series in a few ways. The upper grips are double weld and thus aligned uh, for the contemporary two handed rods. Uh, while the lower handle still remains switch style, uh, these rods are also slightly faster than the micro series, being a true medium fast action that utilizes the upper third of the rod. Targeted towards fishing large trout and up to Canadian and Alaskan king salmon, this series should cover all the bases when targeting those larger fish. Head over to wetflyswing.com OPST to check out the lineup right now. That's wetflyswing.com OPST. Sawyer offers a full line of modern and traditional products for oarsmen, canoeists, kayakers, surfers, and paddlers of all genres, providing unsurpassed function, performance, and beauty. They design and handcraft every product in the USA, ensuring everything they make is from the highest quality materials with careful attention to detail. They take pride in their employees' stewardship of the environment and our country. In return, you have the assurance of knowing the product you receive from them is genuine, made in America, and cannot be replicated. I've been using Sawyer products for a long time now, which is why I'm definitely excited to share them with you on the podcast here. I've been down some crazy technical whitewater and uh, mini fishing adventures that put me in places that were um, where I had to make a good move. And I, I love the design, the power, the performance, and always knowing that um, I can count on that stroke, even when you need to make you know that one to get past the rock or whatever. You can always count on Sawyer for that. And you can count on them as well. Sawyer products are designed by paddlers, oarsmen, and surfers alike to fully meet your performance needs. Pick up one today and experience the feel of water. Head over to wetflyswing.com Sawyer to grab your set today. That's Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R, wetflyswing.com slash Sawyer to get started. Okay, back to the show. So, and on the frame, so now this frame is basically, like you said, it's kind of fit to the raft. So if you had that 14-foot raft, what are you thinking about the fishing frame? What is this thing going to have? What are the features going to be for the frame? How, how would it be different than your normal rafting frame? Um, You know, the way that um, Dave and I have uh, started looking at the fishing frames, we're trying to um, to come, you know, not not just to copy everybody else's ideas of what's been built for for decades um, out west, uh, you know, yeah. uh, up in Idaho or wherever these frames started. We're going to um, look at doing some lighter, more portable frames to start um you know when you jump into a new venture like this you got to take a little have a little bit of baby steps mm -hmm. uh, it's real hard to you know to build everything people want right at first but we'll have a like a, a four bay frame for a 14 foot raft for instance but we want to use some um poly deck which is like the white cutting board material to where people could set on it. So we're looking at building like some family friendly frames that can um, be, be set up for fishing and still be used for, you know, your, your three day overnight adventure with the kids. Um, so starting out, you know, our fishing frames are going to be pretty, pretty simple. And then as we, as we move forward in the product line, we'll, we'll start doing a lot of, you know, the anchor mounts and, um, 
probably try to shy away from uh, to the the casting platforms. If we build anything like that, we've we've been working on a uh, inflatable casting platform, which is pretty neat. We built a couple prototypes, uh, types, and I think we're going to try to try to keep working on that, which is a cool cool little feature. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, we'll be. Uh... Yeah, I'll keep an eye out here this uh, next year. So these things, you think maybe in the next few years, but we'll be seeing these uh, some of these new frames. You know, we've got um, I don't know how many thousands of feet of uh, Schedule 40, 60, 61, You know, aluminum pipe coming. Uh, it was supposed yeah. to be here already, but um, we're looking at um, about four between four and five weeks. We're going to have a tractor trailer full of this stuff. The shop is ready to rock and roll the all the, the the fittings and the ore towers they're building everything they can without the pipe and um you know we we're taking basically pre-orders so oh, wow. the people um it's not going to be long as soon as this pipe shows up it's going to be all hands on deck and they'll be bending aluminum and putting them together and shipping them up out all around the country so um dave carter he's he knows what he's doing when it comes to building frames so we're set up all we need is some hmm. uh is some pipe and we'll be we'll there be cranking them out. yes sir there, we're really excited Cool. Well, let's go back to that, the boat again, you know, again, choosing a, a, a boat with a focus on fishing or fly fishing. So you mentioned at the start, you know, when you're choosing one, you're looking at the number of days, the number of people, the size of the people, whether you need a trailer, whether you have a trailer or not, or if you want to just stick it on top, um, the drop stitch floor. Are there any other features that we should throw on this list to make, you know, if somebody's new to choosing a boat, what they should be thinking about? You know, I think budget's a big one that we, we didn't touch on. Yeah. Um, we're looking at uh, how much money do people want to spend. Um, obviously, we have the two floors that we talked about, the I-beam floor and the drop stitch floor. You're going to save a, a pretty good chunk of money with uh, sticking to the, to the, to the I-beam floor. And we probably sell 85% I-beam floor boats at yeah. Rocky Rafts. So budget, I guess, is important. Um, yep. You know, the 12-foot boat, um, it's obviously a lot, lot less expensive than the, the 14 foot boat. You're looking at, you know, a $1,500 savings. So if the majority of the trips that you do are, are just you and your one buddy, you know, it may be smarter to go with a smaller boat. Um, you know, it's sometimes really tough to, uh, to find a boat or to, to find enough people to take fishing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, gotcha. uh, which is kind of, sounds kind of crazy when you, you offer people a free fit day on the water, free fishing trip to go out and play and nobody can get a day off to do it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I guess if you had a frame with some sort of a standing platform or something there, then you could go with the I-beam floor, save some money there. But if you didn't, if you were planning on standing on the floor, obviously, like you said, the drop stitch would be a necessary uh, feature, right? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I personally, if you're pretty agile, I can stand up on the I-beam floor fine all day, put my knee up on the front tube and I can, I can throw musky flies for, well, until my shoulder falls off, <laughs> you know, without a casting platform. So, you know, if you're, if you're taking, uh, you know, commercial trips and you're charging high dollars for client, uh, you know, for clients and a lot of the people that, will pay to go fishing or, you know, up in, up in years. Um, you probably want to either have a drop stitch floor or casting platforms, but if it's just, um, if, you know, if you're young and you just have a bunch of buddies that like to go out and fish, you know, it's not, uh, it's not mandatory to have casting platforms or drop stitch floor. You know, me and you could go out in an I-beam floor. And I guarantee we catch just as many fish in that, in that yeah. boat with a drop stitch. Um, so again, I was you know, I'm just, uh, kind of uh, try to keep it simple and yeah. uh, keep it affordable. So a lot of the stuff that you see on frames today, in my opinion, is um, it just looks really cool. I don't really mm -hmm. use it. Um, you know, I can go out there. When I was fishing, I was telling you about in the 80s, fishing off those pressure-treated uh, wooden um, 
fishing frames, you know, we, we tore them up. We, it worked just as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Didn't, I think didn't look near as cool as these guys today. So, you know, you don't have to spend 10 grand to get out there and fish. And, uh, and I try to tell people that when I'm talking to them, I was like, you know, you can, you can buy, buy this boat and get a simple frame. And as you, um, as you, uh, find out what you really need and to save up some more money you can add to it later so the the deal is getting you out on the water and um doing what you love to do affordably yeah yeah no i i appreciate you uh saying that i think that's obviously uh the budget is a big thing so let's just talk about that for a second if we talk about the let's let's stick with the 13 foot so if you buy just the raft what, what is that rough is there is there a different cost within that or is there one standard cost for a 13 footer the 13 foot raft with the i-beam floor is like just below twenty eight hundred dollars um with the drop stitch for you're looking at 3350 um yeah. so you know there's about a 500 dollars difference in prices uh, between the floor um and you know there's a lot of people that say well you know i, I just want to go out and I, I still want to go take take the frame off put the thorts back in oh yeah um, that, white water be done that's another, one of the other features the thorts and the rmrs are adjustable and they pop in and out really easy so yeah, I just wanted to circle back around on this because I'm just trying to get a feel. I mean, for me, I think about if I was going to pick up a boat, it would kind of be a like a crossover. It'd be a boat that'd be good for fishing, but then, like you said, you could just take off the frame and get the family out there and just go down through some through some white water. That that's the amazing thing about the the rafts. You know, the drift boats are super cool, but they don't have that feature where you can just go and just jump in a bunch of big white water with your you know with the family or friends, right? This is, that's really true. You know, in a perfect world, we'd have a drift boat, a jet boat, <laughs> three different size rafts. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, I, I actually, I do have all yeah, those. Yeah, I was say, you do. Yeah, the, the people like yourself do. But yeah, for most normal people, it's like you have one <laughs> boat or something. Yeah, my, my wife says, um, when'd you get that boat? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's oh, like, I bought that for you, honey. You didn't know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis is Mr. Buddy of mine. Uh, he has Wild Fish, Wild Places, the TV show. He was saying, uh, we were talking about buying campers, and he said the same thing. Yeah, you buy, you, you sell it, you, you know, you don't, you sell it to the family as your wife as a, uh, you know, for the family, but you use it for fishing and, you know, and your trips. So uh, come home and say, hey, honey, guess what? I bought you a new jet boat. And she goes, oh, do I get to drive it? I'm like, Lord, no. <laughs> So, uh, but I want to get back to this. So, so 13 foot, so you mentioned 2,800 to 33, depending on the floor. And then, and also if we drop down 1,200, does that like drop off a thousand bucks off of it? Or what does that get us if we do a 12 footer? The, the 12 foot boats, uh, has a nice savings there. It's just under $2,500 for the I-beam. And then the drop stitch floor is twenty nine ninety nine. Okay. So 20, yeah, drops in a few hundred bucks yeah. below that. So basically... So yeah, so you're at around twenty five hundred bucks if you want to go with that for the floor, which is a uh, you know a, a, a good value. Um, and then and then you add the frame. So these frames are probably um, I'm not sure. I'm just guessing that they're going to be. I'm not sure if you guys have a price list, but that's going to add on a little more. So yeah, you're going to be up. You know, once you get all the bells and whistles, depending on what you do, you're going to be in probably the four thousand dollar range, right? Somewhere in that range yeah that's why i was uh, saying that why the little 10 and a half foot storm is so popular oh right it's under two thousand dollars in the frame you know you're looking at a full fishing frame from one of the manufacturers that uh you know that we've used in the past for under fifteen hundred dollars for for the frame and with anchors and all the other bells and whistles so that's why that boat I think is, is so popular is because yeah. it's affordable and it's easy to transport and you can pop the frame off and, and R2 it with your girl or your yep. buddy. It's just a it's really easy. fun little easy boat to own. And, um, you know, we sell them faster than we can build them. So the, that's yeah. the call. We call it the 10 and a half foot. We call it the storm actually yeah. named after uh, Mount Storm in Colorado. That's a 10,500 foot mountain um, or peak. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a, that, that price point's just so appealing to people. It's a neat little fishing boat. Yeah, no, it's good. I think if you're going just you or you and a guy, you know, another person, that's the boat 
probably to go with because it's just easy to get around. Um, well, before we get out of here, I want to take it out of here to a couple things. I guess the first thing you might have already mentioned this, but um, as far as the best selling boat, is it which one is your best selling boat out of everything you guys have? I think it's a 50-50 split from the the 10 and a half foot storm and our 14 foot series. Um, you know, that's just a, a really yeah. popular, popular size. And, uh, um, a lot of people, a lot of people play in them, I guess. Uh, we call it the workhorse, the 14 footer. So yeah, that's yeah it. It, it's, it's pretty close on those two boats. So of course we, we have tons of different um, products out there that, that are cool. And, uh, we love to, we love to see people play in, but, um, those two boats, as far as the fishing, I think that's where it's at. Yeah, that's where it's at. Okay. And, um, and I, I, I was going to touch on just briefly, I'm not sure, cause this, I had a question about this, but I saw a, um, is it tight inflatables, another kind of connected website or boat? Is that, is that, that's affiliated with you guys, right? Yeah. And you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fishing boats out there. Um, and you know, I, I always tell buyers beware if it sounds like it's too good to be true. It probably is. You see boats, uh, I, you know, I see fishing packages that are, you know, that are marketed yeah. really, really well. And, um, the boats are yep. subpar. So, you know, and, and the price is just crazy what people are getting for them. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's really good for, uh, you know, to, to shop around and to understand what you're getting, what you expect, how many years you expect, what kind of rivers, uh, you know, people that will buy a, a fishing package and then come back to me and say, man, I wish I would have listened to you or, you know, so just be aware. There's a lot of people out there selling stuff that looks good until you get it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way to tell, you know, I mean, that's a good point because I think it is obviously depending on where things are made and the type of material. It sounds like your guys' boat, your material, is it PVC and it, it, is it made? It's made in, in the U.S.? Uh, no, actually, no. Our, our uh, factory is in China um, yeah. and they, they make the material in-house. Um, it's one of the largest producers of PVC in the, in the world. Um, been to the factory, you know, we we're friends with these people. They do a really good job. So, um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, we go, we go, we'll, we'll take trips over multiple trips. Somebody from, from the company will go over and inspect every batch of boats to the factory. Mm -hmm. And we have a great relationship with them. So it's like having a place down the road. It's just a short, yeah. uh, 24 hour trip away <laughs> totally no i know yeah i've actually worked with a lot of uh chinese companies and and, and staff over there and i know the, the the cool thing is you don't even think about it because it's uh you know you hear a lot of stuff out there but the the people over there are amazing you know what i mean all the people that i've ever worked with are, are like super unbelievable people and uh very hard working and oh. stuff like that so man you know and, and it's 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 cool you know we're, i'm 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 such good friends with the, the folks in the factory. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're like, like yep. we watch our, we watch our families grow up together. Totally. They're, they're great people. And you know, you can, you can get, you can get crappy stuff made anywhere, or you can uh, tell them what you expect and they'll build you what you want to your specifications. And then, you know, so, uh, there's some stereotypes there. Oh, yeah. it must be, it's made in, such and such, it's not good. But um, I'm real proud of our factory, and we're blessed to have them. Um, and they they do it right. They you know we don't cut corners, and we we have a great relationship. Spend a lot of time with them, and yeah. um, you know build a like I said earlier, we don't build the best boat in the world. We just build the best value boat in the world. Yeah. What what is the and you again on choosing a boat? So how would you know? So somebody's out there looking. You've got you guys. You got a bunch of different boats. How do they know which one is the maybe not the maybe the crappier the boat that's not going to hold up? Is there any way to to kind of know that? Any tips there? It's um, yeah. That's I I wish I had a really definitive answer for that. You know I I've. Uh, a, a lot of times, you know, the internet is a great resource. You can, you can use uh, the, the mountain buzz or, you know, type in reviews or mm -hmm. call around. I, you know, I talk to people every day and you know, I, I don't, I, I don't badmouth anybody's boats. I just will point out, um, you know, the differences there's, there's, there's a really 
affordable rafts out there that say they have drop stitch floors, for instance. And it's, you know, no more than an old, old style bucket boat where they punch some holes in the, the wrap floor and put a, a thin, like flimsy drop stitch Mm -hmm. cushion Mm -hmm. in the bottom. Yep. And, um, it's a really affordable way to manufacture a boat. Um, but they don't perform well at all, you know? So, you know, when people say it's a drop, it's drop stitch floor, you know, in, in my opinion, it's gotta be a real drop stitch floor. Like you would find in a Moravia or an RMR or a high end Sotar. Um, you know, the, the inserts, they, they do well in like a cataract style or even like an inflatable kayak, that works real well, but in uh-huh. a big raft, you have, uh, you don't, they don't track well. They slide all over the water. They don't bail well. Uh, you, you get a lot of sediment in between the, the cushion and the, the bucket boat type floor. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've always been one to kind of shy away or try to warn people off from those. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just see like, uh, grandma said, if it sounds too good to be true, yep. you know, that's lovely. true. It probably is too good. I think you're right, Bob. I think think that's the point is that, you know, when you talked about your prices, you know, the 2,500, 2,800, I mean, those sound reasonable. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like if you would have came up and said, well, we got our our 13 footer and it's 1,800 bucks, I would have been like, well, Hmm. man, how can you build that boat? I mean, it can't be that much cheaper than everybody else, right? Right. That's the sort of thing you're talking about, right? Correct. You know, and the, you know, the, you, you can't really compare the Rocky mountains to say a high side, you know, they're, they're a completely different animal. They're, they're glued. They're made out of hypalon. They're definitely, oh, right. you know, they're, they're great boats. Um, but that's a whole nother level. You know, that's a whole different, different, yeah. you, you know, um, whole different financial commitment to get you on the water. I love the boats. I love them. They're, they last for forever. Yep. Um, and if you take care of a Rocky mountain raft and you store it right and you transport it right, you'll probably get sick of the color before you wear it out. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, this is good. I'm, I'm going to take us out here. I'm just curious, you know, as far as a resource, again, I'm trying to think of that person who's in the market to buy a new boat and, you know, maybe they'll go with you guys and, or maybe they're got some other ideas about it, but I mean, where would somebody, if they want to learn more about choosing a boat or resources, is there any resources online or anything else you'd recommend books or videos or anything like that, where they can just learn more about rafts? There, there's a ton of, um, pages on Facebook, for instance, oh, really? are, yeah, that are, you know, I know here in West Virginia, I'm probably a member of two dozen different forums for oh, wow. fly fishing, um, rafting, networking, um, you know, from New River Whitewater to, you know, podunk fishing bums and everything in between West Virginia angler. So in this state, you know, there's a great amount of just great knowledge and, and networking potential on, on the social media end. And, um, and I spend probably too much time on it. Don't tell the boss. Um, (laughs) yeah, but you know, I learned a lot. And if you have a question, you can reach out to groups like that. And I think that's the case in any state that you're in. Um, if you're one that has the, the Facebook and, you know, I don't, I don't really show pictures of my cat too often or anything. I don't have a cat. No. Um, <laughs> I uh, do. <laughs> now, a cataract, I do have a, fi- a cataract. I don't have That's a- right. Another one of your boats. How many <laughs> boats, how many boats do you have, by the way? Tell me, what's the total number? Well, um, you know, I've, I've got a problem. I've got, I've definitely got a problem. I, Is it less than, less than 10 or more than 10? Oh, way more than 10. I've got. What? Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Amazing. I've, got, I've got three jet boats and. Holy cow. Uh, pontoon boat, John boat. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I'm in the business and, uh, I don't, yeah. uh, I don't get too sentimentally attached to any of them. Um, you know, cause they're all for sale. So, yeah. you know, I guess probably right now I, I got a pretty nice boat barn. I probably got, uh, you know, 40 different boats and no kidding. Um, yeah, a lot, I got a lot of, a lot of toys. So what, play with what would we do if we walked into your boat barn right now? Just take us there. We walk, open the door. What, what does that look like? Oh, I've got, um, 
you know, I build some rescue boats with uh, Rocky Mountain rafts. So I've got rescue boats. I've got inflatable kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, um, sit-on-top kayaks. Um, like I said, I mentioned the jet boat. That's one of my other business. I do tours in jet boats. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yeah, we play on the water a lot. I've got a, a kind of a raft for every every type of trip. We uh, Yep. We take, you know, my wife's a raft guide as well, and she's oh, wow. a fishing guide. She loves it. You know, her, if if I ask her, hey, honey, what do you want to do for your, our anniversary? She'll say, I want to go smallmouth fishing. Um, nice. You know, so that's, she's a that's keeper. Cool. Um, huh. So we uh, we get out and play a lot. The kids paddle. They have their own um, inflatable kayaks. They have, the, you know, they have a little uh, a fat cat that they play in down at the river. And, uh, you know, we, we live on the river in the summertime. We have a you know little little shack down on the river, and that's kind of it's boat access only. So you got to have boats to get over there. There you go. Uh, there you go. And what, what, where are you guys at? So you're in. Uh, is there a river without telling any secrets, or is there like a home water you guys fish? Or, or yeah, where we are, we are New River people. So oh, it's the New River in West Virginia. We spend the majority of our time in the warm months uh, on the New River, and it's a, it's a just an amazing. Uh, smallmouth fishery. So I do, yeah. you know, where most people say, Oh, fly fishing, man, where you catch how many trout you catch. I was like, well, you know, I, I, I do more smallmouth fishing and I like, I like to throw the big musky flies. And uh-huh. um, so my favorite, my favorite fish on, on the fly is uh smallmouth bass in fast yeah. moving water. It kicks but man, there's, yep. there is not much more fun to be had than a, a, a 20 inch smallmouth and current on a six weight. Yeah. There's, it's just, they are <laughs> rocket ships. They, uh, I mean, I, I put it up against a bonefish any day. Yep. Yeah, totally. Totally. No, that's good. Um, well, I think I, I feel pretty good. I think we've covered this pretty well. Anything else you want to, before we head out of here, you want to uh, add to the discussion or have, do we cover it pretty well on, on no, choosing I'm- a boat? Yeah, I, th- I think we did well on choosing boats, you know, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm always a, a phone call away uh, if you if you have questions about Rocky Mountain rafts, um, I'll try to answer answer them uh, as Perfect. honestly as possible. Perfect. And it was uh, it was uh, was it just Bobby Bauer uh, at RockyMountainRafts.com? Just Bobby. I'm the oh, just Bobby here. No, yep. no Bauer, just Bobby. Yep. So Bobby at Rocky. Okay, perfect. I'll put um, links to that in the show notes so people can connect with you. And then, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you today uh, for coming on and sharing your knowledge and uh, definitely great to connect with yeah, you. Yeah, it was and, a uh, lot of fun talking to you. If we can just get the uh, the temperature up and get this damn snow to stop, I think um, we'll be, I got, I got my a little two weight. I'm ready to go after some brookies here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, there you go. There you go. Awesome. All right, Bobby. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes, all links we cover, just go to wetflyswing.com slash 203. If you can, head over and check out the members group. Uh, You can support this podcast for about the price of a cup of coffee. That's wetflyswing.com slash members to check out and uh, find out more. That's uh, pretty much all I have for you today. Uh, appreciate uh, you sticking with us and, uh, and checking out a new um, a new type of uh, topic. We haven't done it. we haven't covered rafts really in depth, so I would love to hear what you think of this one. You can send me a message as always. Uh, but just wanted to thank you today for stopping by to uh, listen in and check out the show. I really appreciate uh, your effort and time today, and hope to maybe see you online or on the river. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.